Farmers Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on. No, not that one. Ah, yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal, which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome to the Jarjour Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sans Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sans Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you fill in my baseline, fill in my fill in my baseline, you fill in my baseline, you fill in, you fill in my baseline. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching that being said with George and Sammy. Jour. Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. We got a lot of news, a lot of random breaking news, some NBA, some NFL, some coaching uses, some football, some college football, some NBA. We got a little bit of everything. I'm going to let my co-host introduce himself before I tell you who this episode is sponsored by. But I am your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Arjur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sun Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether that be on Facebook.com slash our personal periscopes, I'm G. Arjur, he's Arjur Sammy, or on YouTube.com slash Sports. Welcome in today. Um, man, I, I, we're going to talk a little bit about our both have our power rankings out, and I'm pretty sure we have a very similar power ranking. Um, we're going to be doing that. We, I wanted to ask you one question I put in the side section today, which is your top choice for Super Bowl. Who do you think on each side is the favorite? Um, some in today's news, I got a little, a lot of little things I want to tell you about. All those little, little news stories, you know, like little this, little that. Yep. Um, we're gonna be talking about Eli Manning being benched. Um, is Mike Gundy gonna be the next coach at Tennessee? Um, LeBron James versus the Sixers last night. LeBron once again choosing to. Um, play when he feels like it. And yep. he's showing that this Cavs team can be a lot of trouble in the East, even though we thought for maybe a minute that they weren't going to be too good. Um, and I have an interesting theory about Derrick Rose when we get there because I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that Derrick Rose is not good playing with people. Right. It seems pretty evident. Uh, Should have been evident before the season. but yeah, Absolutely. It's I becoming mean, more it goes, evident. It doesn't really work out unless the ball is in his hands completely. But... Uh, you know, let's, oh, let's, get, let's get started with Eli Manning. Um, the Ben McAdoo, the Giants, uh, decided today to bench uh, Eli Manning, who's had a fantastic career. Now he's had, what, uh, two Super Bowl wins, two of them more uh, memorable Super Bowl wins also, uh, beating the Patriots in, you know, spectacular fashion. Um, he's been, I think he has the longest consecutive starting streak in the NFL right now as well. And overall, Eli Manning has had a fantastic career, and it looks like it's coming to an end in New York, maybe, possibly. 
we're not quite sure if this me- this is the beginning of an end for Eli Manning in New York. Quite possible. It's quite possible. I mean, I mean, you can only speculate these days or at this moment of time. But in general, Sammy, like the question you have on the screen here, was it fair for the Giants to bench Eli at this point? And I would have to say absolutely not. No. I mean, this team's lack of offensive line, lack of playmakers at receiver with all the injuries. Uh, no running game. No running game. I, I don't know if this is just a desperate attempt from Bad McAdoo maybe to save his job. I don't really know what the point of benching Eli Manning right now is. I, I feel like it's doing the opposite of saving your job. You know? Me too. Because... Here's my, I guess maybe there's one way Ben could look at it and be like, okay, I'm benching Eli to like save him for next year or, you know, maybe if we're going to use him and then maybe they'll give me some leeway at the end of the year. But at the end of the day, everyone's seeing Ben McAdoo as a failure so far, right? right. Um, he's not, obviously, he doesn't answer questions very well at the podium. Nope. He's not very, um, you know how a lot of people say Trump's not presidential. Mm-hmm. Ben McAdoo doesn't sh- show up as a, a coach or whatever that coach, coach credential, <laughs> whatever it is. I don't like, I don't want to like come up with some gimmick word, but whatever that is, like how people complain a president might not be presidential. There's also a thing for players to be, you know, well presented and a coach to be when he's on the podium, be like, okay, that's how a coach needs to answer it. Now, Absolutely. some coaches have different styles. You got Pete Carroll who says a lot without not saying much. Yeah. And you got guys like Bill Belichick who's just, just straight up, anything. doesn't say anything, but there's also these guys like Ben McAdoo where even when he was being asked questions a lot in New York, there's a lot of ums and uhs and doesn't know how to answer these questions. Doesn't seem like he has control of the situation. And I think this is another example of him not having a control of the situation. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> there's two different situations here. Right. I mean, we, I got an example on my show earlier today from Sammy Michael saying this kind of reminds me of Peterman starting over Tyron Taylor. And I said, I agreed and disagreed. I, I think the Peterman move um, was a little bit more of a desperation move. Right. Like a, a dumb desperation move. Because obviously you're in the playoff race. Just stay with your guy for this year. Exactly. If you think Peterman's the guy of the future, if you guys aren't in the race, go ahead and try. So I think that was more of a desperation, dumb move. And this is more of a not desperation because they're not even in the playoff hunt, but more of a just, I don't know what the hell to do. So I'm just going to bench the quarterback that's gotten us two Super Bowl rings for Here's the difference too. We're not Peterman was a coach maybe saying we got a guy of our future possibly this a rookie that I like. We're benching Eli Manning right now. A 210 game streak by this is what Ben McAdoo's benching, right? 210 game streak of starting a two-time Super Bowl champ who might be at the end of his career, but you should just let him finish it off. You're 2 and 9, you're not even trying to make the playoffs for Geno Smith, who we know is an absolute awful starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and we've kind of had our we've had the um, Geno Smith experience before, and it's not really an experience that most people, uh, I guess, would really want to go through again. No. The Giants, I don't know what they're really doing here. It's a lost season. It's a lost cause. The coach is going to get fired. Eli's benched. I don't know if this means Eli is um, going to be. I mean, Odell's out for the year. It's just been a disaster of a season. I mean, remember before the season, some team, some people were picking the Giants to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is a team. That has completely underachieved, and it starts at the top at the coaching staff. And I feel like Eli Manning is getting the blame for the lack of ability for McAdoo to coach, his other teammates to get healthy. Let's not forget last year they went to the playoffs, and they lost the playoff game, I wouldn't say because of Odell Beckham Jr., but he dropped two 
strikes by uh, Eli Manning after the whole entire boat incident, whether or not that was distracting. But Eli's been nothing but a class act his whole entire career. So for them to actually blame this on him is actually, in my opinion, a sham. It's a shame, and it's it's actually complete and utter fucking bullshit. Yeah, and he, he was... I hit an interview today where he was like pretty much almost crying and I was like, this is just dumb. I mean, it's for Geno Smith and the the guy has literally done so much for this organization. If you even want to like, just if you're done with him, release him and let him go get a job tomorrow so he can start this weekend for another team or like Mm -hmm. tell him, listen, one, one or two more weeks, we're going to trade you or we're going to finish out the season, but you're done. Start thinking about your next option for this retirement, moving on to a different team. But like, instead of wasting our time and trying Geno Smith, which they're not even going to try Geno Smith. They know Geno Smith's not the future. So that's where my biggest issue is. You don't have a guy for the future. You just they're just being like, well, David, oh fuck David it. David Webb is a rookie, so they're. I mean, but they're gonna play with David Webb and Geno Smith. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. I, I don't it, think he's their future. I'm well, just saying he is a rookie. There's four games left. Five games yeah. left. Four. Well, they're they're two and nine, so they have five games left. Yeah, they have five games left. Come on, just let Eli finish out the season. This is not how his giant career should end. You know how and, you know what should have really happened. The fucking owner should have stepped up, fired McAdoo for even thinking about this bullshit, and kept Eli Manning as starting quarterback. I'm sorry. When a guy like Eli Manning, who's, and you know me, I really don't care about being like, oh, this be, you know, this give this guy a farewell tour of all this bullshit. But the guy is not, he's not the problem. That's, he's not the problem. The coaching staff's the problem. No, coaching staff's not the problem either. This is where I'm also going to disagree with you because it's not about firing Ben McAdoo. Right. It's not about that. The owner could tell Ben McAdoo, like, hey, I understand. Just, like, start him, whatever, right? Okay, cool. Maybe this is what Ben McAdoo's choice is. First of all, it's not about the coaching staff, I think. Um, the coaching staff's actually fine. Okay. If you really look at it, this might have been a stupid decision, right? Mm-hmm. The coaching staff, you just explained to me that they were – Two Odell Beckham drops away from advancing the playoffs last year. That's not that. That shows that this might not be a coaching staff. Problem. A lot of times, a talented team, Sammy, takes a year or two to rear its ugly head with a bad coaching staff. Okay, but that's not what it, it's. He's obviously been okay. He hasn't been horrible. They lost their two best playmakers on offense this year, and their defense has underperformed pretty mm. pretty like pretty badly underperformed. Right. Right. But that can either be on the benching staff. That could also be on the players with their with their efforts and whatnot, right? Or with the players, once you lose your guy like Oda Beckham and you lose a Brandon Marshall and you don't have a run game and you don't have an offensive line, sometimes that causes the other side of the ball, the defense, to also pack it in for the year and not play as well. I mean, their offense lost any firepower they had from, what, week week two? So I'm not going to say this is all about the coaching staff. So this is where I'm not all about pointing one finger. It is not all about the coaching staff. This is not all about Eli Manning. This is not all about the defense. There's a lot of different collective pieces that probably play a role in this. And that's why if it's not something where it's specifically like, oh, my gosh, Eli Manning is so bad right now, then he should not be benched. Right. And I guess I misworded that. I think once they got word that McAdoo is – benching Manning, I think they should have saved Manning and, ben- and fired McAdoo is my point. Like, just this decision is a fireable offense. That's all I'm Once saying. again, I don't think it's a fireable offense. I, I think the owner should – okay, I look at this differently. I think the owner should have maybe gone to, to McAdoo and said, listen, you're going to start Eli until the end of the year. 
or yeah. you're fired. But like, I don't think it's just a fireable offense because really, as a coach, part of the owner's job is to empower the coach to make these decisions if he thinks it's best for the football team. Like, as much as Andy Reid every day now is saying, "Alex Smith's our guy. Alex Smith's our guy." It's also in his power to be like, Alex Smith's not our guy. I'm starting Patrick Mahomes, even if it's something the owner didn't want. That's kind of the coach's responsibility, right? But I think I agree with what you're saying in a sense, though, because you're saying this is one of those very specific cases where not in a playoff race. This guy's won you two Super Bowl rings. He has a 210-game consecutive starting streak. Is this really the time when you're 2-9, and no playoff hopes, no playoff intentions? To tell this guy, like, here, your giant career's over. No, it's you, not the time. You could have just let him finish out the year or released him or traded him. Um, which brings me to my next thing is I want to see Eli Manning team back up with Tom Coughlin and be the quarterback. I think the next step is Giants are going to release Eli Manning out of respect if he asks them to, and he's going to end up on the Jacksonville Jaguars and help them in their playoff race. It's very possible. I don't think it's happening this year. Look, it's really hard for, what what are we, week 13, for any player, let alone a quarterback, to go and join a new offense right at the end of a year to lead a team to a playoffs. I mean, it it would be a mute point at this portion of the season. That's why I don't think that will happen now, but maybe next year. So do you think Eli's career as a New York Giant is finished? In your opinion. I believe so. I believe so, too, and this is not the way it should have ended. No, and that's where my biggest issue with this is. It's not about the fact that it's ending. I get it. End of the year next year, they say, hey, man, you got to go. Or or end of this year, they're like, you're just not our guy anymore. We're rebuilding. That's Whatever. Totally fine. One of the biggest things, too, is like the man really does have a 210 consecutive game starting streak. Like, Still not hurt, though, so that's good. Yeah, but that's why it's... I know, I know. It's like, you got to let the guy play. Uh, George Caranco says, is it wrong for Eli to get benched? We answered that question. We we answered that there. Devin said, yo, 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 benching was bullshit. It really was. What's up, Devin? I agree, it was bullshit. Like, you you just can't bench the guy. I mean, that's... To me, it makes no sense whatsoever. I'm very, very confused about it. And Redman454 on Periscope says, Eli to the Colts. That's not going to happen, uh, Redman. Um, I mean, the Colts have their quarterback of the future and present right now. And if for some reason he's not healthy, they have Jacoby Brissett, who is a viable starter for now. Yeah. Um- if you've never watched the show before, man, George is an Andrew Luck lover. Um, uh, that is true. But I agree with him. They they have Andrew Luck. They're not going to go for an older Eli Manning. Even if Andrew Luck continues to be injury prone, he has 10 more years on, on Eli Manning. So Absolutely. And our camera, I believe, is frozen on the screen. So let me just do this for us. Uh, we'll be digging, which is good. If our camera's frozen, I'm sorry, but if you can hear us, that's what's important. Um, Devin said, LeBron MVP in all caps. Um, Definitely something we'll get to today. LeBron James is basically having the best season of his career, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to that in a little bit here today. Um, And he said, Andrew Luck, LOL. 
Yep. Because you know how. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is officially named the starter. Yeah, I know. Don't take my today in the news <laughs> section. Just, well, it just came right now. I've known that for a little bit, though. They said that it, like, they, it was like a half an hour ago on oh, Twitter. Oh, really? I didn't know that. George always just takes my uh, today in news well, section. Well, I'm also the breaking news guy. You're not the breaking news guy. I'm supposed to be the break. I got the news section. You're the news guy. I'm the breaking guy. No, you are not the breaking news guy. I'm the breaking news guy when you have the news section. So, uh, George just ruined today in news. So, um, Let's get to today in news after a little word from our sponsor. Absolutely. Uh, fresh, visit Freshly.com and use promo code SANT today to get six meals for $39. We, it's fresh food, never frozen. If you're trying to stay fit, you're trying to look good, you don't have time to eat healthy or cooking isn't for you, it's fresh, Freshly makes eating healthy easy. It's always fresh, never frozen. A fridge full of fresh meals for the week. Freshly does all the meal prep, no shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. It's simple. Just go to Freshly.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com and enter our exclusive promo code. Enter promo code SONT, S-O-N-T, at checkout and get $40 off your first two orders. Free shipping on every single one. That's six meals cooked by Freshly Chefs for just 39 bucks. This is Freshly's best offer ever, so it's only valid for a limited time. So go to Freshly.com and enter promo code SONT and you'll get that deal. Fantastic. All right. Today uh, in sports, real quick, OC Boots says the coach is in over his head, and I agree with that. Coach is definitely in over his head. I mean, Ben McAdoo. I don't think he's as bad of a coach as everyone wants to make it out to be. I just think he's probably hit this point of first of all, there's all that chatter about how bad of a coach he is, and yep. they're having a bad year with all their injuries and whatnot. And it's probably starting to. He's probably feels like he's in desperation mode. But in this is not desperation mode, you know, like Absolutely. I felt like the bills was like desperation mode where they're like, okay, we're getting close to the playoffs. Is Tyrod the guy we're like the bills. So we messed things up and we got to find a way to be desperate and start the rookie. Maybe he's the future instead of just pumping the brakes and being like, wait, you just said you're in the playoff race. Chill out. Exactly. In the giant situation, regardless if you're in desperation mode, no desperation mode, you're not going to make the playoffs. Let your guy start. He's a two-year, two-time Super Bowl champ. He's started 210 consecutive games for your organization, and he's made your organization a winning organization throughout the last what 15 years. Yep. Yeah. No, you're saying that's not how it's supposed to end. You're speaking perfect, perfect words, man. Like you're preaching to the choir, and I mean, almost rational people would have the same opinion. It's pretty, pretty sad. And Eli Manning was asked. We'll do this as part of today's news. You ready? Mm-hmm. In today's news, George, Eli Manning was asked if he wanted to start this week. And he said, Coach McAdoo told me I could continue to start while Gino and Davis are given an opportunity to play. My feelings are that if you're going to play the other guys, then play them, starting just to keep the streak going and knowing you won't finish the game and have a chance to win it is pointless to me and it tarnishes the streak. Like I always have, I'll be ready to play. And if I'm if and when I'm needed, I will help Gino and Davis prepare to play as well as they possibly can. So Eli Manning was offered the chance to start and then get benched right after starting. Yeah, that I mean, that sounds like something... Manning, ben McAdoo that would do. first of all Ben McAdoo would do and second of all Manning wouldn't do yeah I think it kind of speaks again to Manning's like class and why this is such a ridiculous move like it is it's really is they are this guy who most players at this point probably be like sure I'll take the streak because it's like a pride thing but he just really cares about playing football not about a streak 
or anything like that. I found that pretty interesting. Another interesting like fact that I found out is Geno Smith, when he starts on Sunday, mm-hmm. will be the first African-American quarterback to start for the Giants ever. Um, that's not that surprising. I'm sure there's other teams in the NFL that don't have, have never had an African-American start at quarterback. That's an interesting game to play. First African-American quarterback in the Super Bowl era to start a game for both the Giants and the Jets also. Yeah, um, it might be that, one of the first. I mean, how many quarterbacks started games for the Giants and Jets? That's a good question. Not many. Right? I mean, in general, not whether they're black, white, Asian. Well, they have no Asian quarterbacks. But in general, like and how many have actually done that? Probably not many. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. And uh, Tom Coughlin spoke on this situation. Okay. On, um, well, I'll tell you. He said, surprise is not the word. Longtime Giants coach and current Jags executive vice president of football operations. Tom Coughlin said on 1010XL Radio, he said, my sentiments are totally with Eli. I love the kid. He is a class act. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. He is the finest, most humblest young man in that locker room. I haven't followed the Giants. I know it's a disappointing year, but my thoughts are strictly with Eli. I'm very upset about what I heard. Yeah, uh, another class act, Tom Coughlin. Uh, just saying good things. I mean, I'm looking at Eli's stats for the season right now. He has about 62.5% completion percentage. He's on pace for 3,500 yards. And he, if he continued the pace the rest of the year, he'd have 20 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 84 quarterback rating. He hasn't been god-awful. He hasn't he's not been, as bad as Geno Smith. He hasn't been good. Yeah, but He's not Geno Smith, like you said. Now, unless Geno Smith has does, done something that I didn't know about. Like horse steroids? And, uh, like just gotten become a better quarterback. If Geno Smith apparently behind Eli Manning learned some stuff that makes him somewhat of an average quarterback, then maybe I'm going to be wrong about this, but there's no reason to start Geno Smith, Smith over Eli yeah, Manning. Or David Webb. Yeah. Pete Chase said, I thought Ben McAdoo was a good coach, question mark. I, I don't know if that uh, Pete. Uh, are, are you, I don't know if I said that, or was that like a was that a public sar- sentiment, or, or was that a public sentiment or sarcastic? Yeah, I don't know. But then again, there's like I just said, we said it a minute ago. He, I don't think this is all on him. Like what's happened to the Giants, and you know, this is kind of one of those things. You could probably say the coach for Jack for um, Buffalo Bills right now, mm-hmm. pretty good coach. He's turned them around. Right this year, they're chippy. Right. Some good coaches can still make stupid decisions. So whether or not Ben McAdoo is a good or bad coach, um, he said both of us said that. I don't. I've I, never said that. I've been. George has he, been against Ben McAdoo for sure for like the last two years since he got hired as their coach. I've always been against Ben McAdoo. I say he had a good year last year, but I also said Pete, and I just said this earlier. I don't know if you were watching. I said it takes about a year to two years. You can have that talented roster. You can have that culture that Tom Coughlin built before a bad coach can come in and ruin it. He says, you don't remember our debate on the matter, LOL? Uh, yeah, I, I know George never said he's a good coach. No. I might have said he's a, okay. I, I know for a fact I've said he's not the problem. I've definitely said that, and he's not the problem once again. Uh, but I've said he's a good offensive coordinator, which he is. Well, and he's not the main problem. If you really look at the last year with a healthy roster – they did make the playoffs. So let's not like overreact at him being a horrible coach. Absolutely. And I'm not saying he's a great coach. I'm not saying he's a horrible coach. He's probably just an average. He's good. He's a good offensive coordinator, like you said. Um, 
And when they were healthy last year, they did all right. He looks like he should play Kenny Rogers in Eastbound and Down. With the slick back hair? Yeah, and he has a cheesecake factory menu on as his play card, which is always fun. And Pete Chase says he doesn't have that anymore. Pete Chase says the Mannings, he has a small, he doesn't have a big playbook anymore. He said the Mannings are the first family of football. They are. They're the royal family of football. And they all done everything with pretty good class. And and it's kind of just sad to see his time um, end like that. Absolutely. Keith Overton said, Eli to the Jags now, question mark, question mark. That is my main statement today. I was like, he's going to end up on the Jags somehow. I feel like they're going to cut him or release him and – Coughlin will definitely go for Eli and 100%. put him over Blake Bortles. I think that'd be huge for Jacksonville. Jacksonville is what seven and four team now that that is just has every piece possible with a horrible quarterback situation. Hundred percent. And, and on Rem, Remnant Chick on Periscope says, totally unfair and disrespectful to Eli and his legacy and two angry faces. I agree. She should have three angry faces by how disrespectful it was. It was very, very ridiculous of a move. It really is. And Keith Overton said next year, of course. I think it can happen this year. I'm telling you, if they, if if Eli Manning talked to the owner of the Giants and was like, I really want to be released this year. Like, I don't want to be here. If you're Eli Manning, you've won two Super Bowl rings, mm-hmm. and now you get benched, wouldn't you probably be like, I want to be released. I don't care if my money's gone this year. Right. I just, man, maybe. Look, the problem is, Sammy, is maybe they sign him in draft. So it's going to take a long time to bring in a guy to learn a new system like this. I mean, he's been in the same Tom Coughlin, Ben McAdoo system for multiple years. Because Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator behind Tom Coughlin. So they've learned a new terminology, learned a new playbook, learned your new teammates, and have everything click will take multiple weeks and all of a sudden the playoffs have started. We're in week 13. Think about, okay, Blake Bortles uh-huh. is an awful quarterback. I think if you just threw in an Eli Manning in there, even with uh, – give him a week or two to learn the playbook, I think you're in a better situation than Blake Bortles. Right, but not this year. No, no, even this year I'm saying. I, two, three I, weeks. I don't think this year, just because you won't know the – like it'd have to be a dummy offensive. It can't be – I mean, you kind of have to run a dummy offensive Blake Bortles too. Yeah, there's no what, – <laughs> what are they running with Blake Bortles? They run the ball more than they pass it. Yeah, and, true. Blake Bortles is not good throwing the football. So I feel like you have a good quarterback like that. I mean, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo came in for one drive last week. And just because he's more talented than whoever the hell C.J. Beathard is, mm-hmm. they're driving down for him. He looks good, right? And that's yeah. why now Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. He, yeah, you can. he needed, what, two weeks? And now he's the starter? Yeah, three. Yeah, three. And he could have probably done it in two weeks. They obviously, everyone was saying they're taking yeah. too long. We'll see what happens there. I mean, it's hard to really gauge whether or not they do it or not. But I want them I to. I, I mean, I think it'd be more interesting if they did. So they're, not, they're not winning a playoff game with Blake Boros, I'll tell you that much. They possibly can. Who are they going to beat? God, they'll, they'll, the Chiefs, the Chargers. They won't play. They'd probably play. Right now, they'd be the fifth seed. They might even get a three. They might even get the three seed. I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to win a game, but they could. I mean, the AFC is just a dumpster fire. Pittsburgh and New England are going to have the bye weeks, so they're not going to play either one of those. Okay, but if it's the Chargers or if it's the Chiefs or even if it's the Titans, I think those are all better teams than the Jags. I think they could beat the Titans. I think 
the Chiefs. This is pointless to talk about. This is yeah, pointless PJ said, maybe it was more Sammy. I wish I could pull up the show in the comments. It was like a campaign for Ben Menu McAdoo. I don't think I ever campaigned for him. Do you remember? Me? I remember saying I thought they were going to be good this year. Yeah. I had him at 10 and 6. I don't remember campaigning for like. From ben, I don't need a, I don't need a campaign for Ben McAdoo. He had the job already, right? Yeah, I mean, regardless, I think Ben McAdoo needs to be fired. That's all I can say. And I hate calling for people's jobs, but he's no good. Just to give you like a quick update, not that it matters at all. You're, they'd be playing at Kansas City right now. Blake Bortles is not going on the road in the playoffs and winning at Kansas. City. Yeah, so you agree with me? <laughs> They're not going to. Yeah, but if they get this, if they get the six seed, they'd be playing Tennessee. I can see him beating Tennessee. If they get the three seed, they play Baltimore. They could beat Baltimore at home. Yeah, I don't know. Garoppolo to get the start for the 49ers, which we mentioned earlier. Um, Darren McFadden retires after 10 seasons. I think he gave it a go this last last couple of weeks with the Cowboys and just He's like, yo, Zeke got suspended. I don't get the ball. Yeah. And I mean, run DMC. I mean, he tried to get the ball a few times and it did not go well. Uh, <laughs> his legacy is basically the guy that everyone owned at one point in their life on fantasy football. And thought this was the year. And this is the year. Good career. Disappointing a little bit, maybe. I mean, he was supposed to be really damn good coming out yeah, of Yeah, but how many people were supposed to be really damn good? At least he lasted 10 years yeah, as a he, running back. Yeah, he had a good career, but, I mean, he was the fourth pick overall in the draft. I don't think he produced as a fourth pick overall in the draft. But overall, great career. He only had two years of over a thousand rushing yards. Yeah, see what I mean. It wasn't like, too bad though, but he's played played six, fifteen or twelve to sixteen games every, like every few years. So, I think he's been. I guess for a fourth pick, he's not too bad. But like you're saying, I guess for or for, I mean for a fourth pick, not very good. But as an overall running back, lasting ten years is pretty good. Yeah, I um, like don't want to like go through your news. I don't know if you got that this news story. I thought it was very interesting. What Arizona State? The, who they hire? They're interviewing Herm Edwards for the head coaching job. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why you see my face looking at my phone like, huh. I don't think that's a very good fit. I don't think so. I mean, I can't see him like, look, he's the one who says nothing good happens after midnight, right? Yeah. How's he going to interview kids who go to Arizona State? Well, he also has been out of coaching for many years. And I don't know, the whole recruiting thing. After this... He's been doing broadcasting, hanging out, making good money. Is he really going to want to get back into coaching and be recruiting again? Sammy, you just play to win the game, okay? No, I'm serious. Do you think he'd want to go back and do coaching? No, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty surprised by that news myself. Um, Sam Darnold denies that he'd skip the draft to avoid the Browns, which I like him saying this because, honestly, he never he probably never did say it. It was probably just like news through someone, or he said it like behind closed doors, like, I don't want to be drafted by the Browns. Um, but I like that he said this because I think we were talking about this yesterday and I was saying like, okay, if the Browns got lucky with one of the quarterback picks, maybe they wouldn't be that much of a dumpster fire again. That's a big part of it. But there's no way to prove that this is a true story unless he does go to the draft. Like if he doesn't go to the draft, right? And the Browns have the first pick. Technically you can say, well, is he just avoiding the Browns? We'll never know. He's never going to come out and publicly say it. Yeah, that's true. But, but but if he goes to the draft, and you can say, yeah, he's not avoiding the Browns. Yeah. Well, no, because they might be horrible again next year if they don't have a quarterback, and then he can't be avoiding him anyways. No, he could, right? He's in the uh, redshirt sophomore right now. I have no idea. <laughs> Me either. Pete said, LOL, I agree with George. McAdoo alienated his two superstars. I don't think he alienated Odell Beckham, did he? 
I, I he got hurt. He got hurt, and he did call him out pretty hard about the boat thing, but he should have. Yeah, the boat thing wasn't too good before a playoff game, which at the same time it wasn't that big of a. That's not what. That's not why he dropped two passes. You know, like some people want to over exaggerate that. Like, well, he shouldn't have been partying if he's gonna drop passes. It really didn't affect his game. I'm sure five days later that he was on a boat. So I, I, but you need to, as a coach, be like, hey, don't do that. Okay. Right. I don't think the boat had anything with him being distracted last year in the playoff game. Nor do I think it made him drop any passes. But the distraction from the media about the boat could have an effect. Because the media overreacts. Like, really, the boat's not a big deal, but the media made it into a big deal, so it became a big deal. Okay, that's fair. But, but it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, and I don't think it actually affected him. I, I don't know. We don't, we'll never really know. And Pete says the Browns shouldn't be allowed to draft their picks. They need a football operations consultant. They definitely do. Honestly, too many times passing up on quarterbacks to go for more offensive linemen and more wide receivers and things of that nature where it's like, really, the only thing this organization is missing to at least get a little bit of a jump start is a good quarterback. And then this year, they go ahead, trade away some picks, and they go for the quarterback, the one quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser, who his college coach came out and said he's not ready for the NFL. That's the guy they picked when there's guys like Deshaun Watson whose coach is saying he's the next Michael Jordan. There's a bunch of other just Good, good, good enough quarterbacks that you can draft and give a try. Absolutely, and you go for the guy whose coach said he wasn't ready. The Browns need some help. The Browns are an organization that I have no idea where they're going. I think Hugh Jackson now is what uh, one in eighteen, one in twenty-eight as a. I think yeah, I think he's won one. If he goes undefeated next. Defeated, you mean? If he goes undefeated next oh, season. He's still not a 500. He's still like, I think if he loses, let's say he wins his last three games this year and goes undefeated next year, he's still like eight games below 500 as a head coach. Want well, to know what his record is, George? Sure. Uh, oh, this is, is this his overall yeah, He wasn't record? very good in Oakland either. He's 1-26 in, in uh, Cleveland. Very good. In Combined with his Oakland stint, he's three and thirty-four as a head coach, or nine and thirty-four. Sorry. So he, if he goes undefeated two seasons in a row, he'll be above five hundred. That's pretty ridiculous. That's he went eight bad. and eight with Oakland. It's not horrible actually. But then what? Did he get fired then? Yeah. After going eight and eight. I guess so. In two thousand eleven, they didn't really have a quarterback or anything. Um, and then he's gone one and fifteen and zero and eleven this year so far. Well, good for Hugh Jackson. Give him another year. Um, last but not least, Clippers, Blake Griffin has an MCL sprain, could miss up to it. two months. Um, I don't know if you watched it last night. Austin River fell on his knee. It's pretty, it was pretty gross looking. I'm surprised uh, he's not torn. Yeah. He actually got up and kept playing and then yeah. started walking off the court later in the middle of a play. Um, is it time for the Clippers to just blow it up? Yeah. I mean, it's over. This guy's like Derrick Rose. I think you need to, we need to stop signing players that have multi, like five or more injuries in five years. They're obviously not lasting. Yeah, I mean, Blake Griffin, it's pretty apparent that he cannot stay healthy. So how long do you keep like saying, oh, yeah, he'll be healthy this year? Oh, yeah, we'll sign Danny Gallon, however you pronounce his last name. He's never healthy. Like, if you can't really continue to take risks on unhealthy players and just hope, like, miraculously now they're healthy. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. 
I uh, I think it's time for them to do some trades. I, I I still am wondering what happened to that report about the Tristan Thompson and the Brooklyn pick for DeAndre Jordan. It's probably on the table. I, I, and I but the report originally said that Cleveland's thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a little. Like, if I'm Cleveland, I do that. I mean, DeAndre Jordan is better than Tristan Thompson, especially right. after Tristan Thompson's just been awful for the last, like, six months of him, of his existence. Right. In the Brooklyn pick, I mean, here's Cleveland's options. I know LeBron's probably putting him in a horrible situation where it comes to, mm-hmm. is he staying or not? Do we yeah, want to keep this future pick? But honestly, when you have a player like LeBron, don't worry about the future. Like, you want to try to do what's best for the team well, today like, for this team. Y- look... It's not about building for the future in Cleveland. It's trying to win a championship this year. I don't think they're going to. But, look, if you're going to rebuild for the future and, let's say, LeBron James leaves, you're not winning a championship in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Even with the stupid Brooklyn pick. Even with the Brooklyn pick. So you might as well just go all in right now. I agree. Um, PJ said, I attended the Global Leadership Summit. One of the speakers blasted the Browns for picking Johnny Manziel, and he didn't realize Jimmy Haslam was in the audience. Yeah, he was probably sitting there. Jimmy Haslam was probably like, fuck him, right? Yeah. I, I swear he was going to get off drugs. Johnny Manziel, man. Speaking of the Browns and drugs, uh, we'll, maybe we'll shortly. You read that Josh Gordon story, right? Yes. God Hold on. Damn, what? Give me one more, one more thing. Okay. Chase said the founder of GLS brokered a deal, so he ended up doing a free session for Haslam's trucking company, Ella. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Jimmy Haslam done a great job with, with the Cleveland Browns. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, Josh Gordon's story was pretty crazy. I read the whole thing this morning in the sauna, actually, as I was prepping for my show. I kind of read through articles and see where my narrative's going. And I read the Josh Gordon story. And, man, what a what a crazy life this guy's lived. I don't know if he can stay clean because it just seems like he's come from a long past of craziness and instability and drama and multiple... You know, instances. I mean, did you read the part about when he was 17 years old, he used to go to school at Lamar High School high every day and drink vodka every single day at school out of a Minimate cup, a Minimate bottle. And then he'd go and try to chug a mad dog. I don't even know what a mad dog is right before high school football games to see how drunk he can play. It's pretty cool. I wouldn't really call it. The story's pretty fucking cool. Sure, it's cool if he's clean now it's a cool story because he's come a long way i think you're misinterpreting what i mean by cool but i mean like it's a cool story to like listen in on oh absolutely like cool that okay okay i think it's cool these things happen to him but it's do you think he can stay sober i hope so i hope he can get his life together and he has a good opportunity i mean he led the league in receiving in 14 games he is immensely talented but will he be able to hold it all together? He also sold $10,000 a month in weed. At Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. So he was racking in money as a college kid. 10000 which, think about that at Baylor. He's selling $10,000 worth of weed, and he's also taking all that money to continue his drinking problems and smoking problems mm-hmm. and continue continual health problems. And Pete had an interesting question saying, do you think Josh Gordon can be this generation's Chris Carter? Because um, Chris Carter, we know, was a – I think the Vikings gave him a like a one day option, like you either right. quit drinking completely or you leave the team. Mm-hmm. And then he said he never had a sip of alcohol again in his life until now. I so, hope so. I hope he turns into this I'm generation's Chris him. Carter 
and turns it all around. I watched his little like a documentary about him on Uninterrupted LeBron's company um, about his like comeback and stuff. And obviously, you know, he's probably going through a lot of stuff, and this is going to take him some time to get through. But I would love to see him sober, playing good, even if you know he ends up coming back and not being the best, you know, receiver. Not even a he becomes an average receiver, let's say, in the NFL for the rest mm-hmm. of his career. I would just be happy to see him out there thriving, get healthy, you know, get a job after football, whether that's like a broadcasting or getting working for another company, whatever it is, just see him turn his life around. I think it would be pretty awesome. Me too. Especially because I feel like he's hit a lot of lows. I mean, we're talking like Chris Carter. Okay, he had the alcohol problem, but he played in the NFL and he got given an option and ended up playing. This guy's been in and out and in and out of the league with the same problems and the same yeah. multiple problems. And now more stories come about how bad about, about how bad it was and how bad he was all the way back to high school and to college. Yeah, and even like he relapsed in July. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. He just relapsed in July where he said in this story that it was night in July and he needed a fix. So he wandered the streets of Orlando looking for a fix. It's pretty crazy. I don't know. I don't think he found a fix because he, they've been testing him to get him clean. But, I mean, I'm sure he has some chemical issues in his body that he really needs drugs or alcohol to stay feeling good, and he's struggling with it. But I think football is, if he does well in football and plays well and feels like he's on the right track, I think these games, next four games, are really important to him for his life. Yeah, I'd love to see him just Get it turned around. Same here. Um, William King said, go Miami, LOL, because um, obviously the Heat are playing the Cavs here at 4 o'clock in 10 minutes, um, which I'm predicting Cleveland will win. Uh, Pete said, I think he can still play at a high level, maybe just outside of elite. Yeah, I think he can play at a high level too because he has extreme athleticism. I just don't know if he's going to be like an elite route runner or if he's going to be, you know, where he's not his, old. What? He's 26. Yeah, but where's where's his like, where's his ceiling? I have no idea. I, mean, I think he's he can still be good. Obviously, I think the roof, the roof, the roof is the ceiling. PJ said CC was also doing coke as well, a high functional addict. Yeah, see that's where, the that's where that's crazy to be honest. I don't but. understand, man. Like if I have three beers like in a night, like the next day I'm like. That's the point. The next day you don't feel well, so you have three more beers the next day. To, but I to couldn't feel well. go and like do football practice and go play in the NFL. That's what you say now, but we've never tried drinking it back up in the morning to see if you feel alive. Good point. <laughs> Which uh, let's not try it. Um, let's not let's not do that. And uh, Pete said also the NFL abuses medicine on the players. I do agree with that actually. That, a little that's bit. very true. That's where I where sometimes I'm kind of on the side of medical marijuana should be fine for the players. So instead of taking these extremely like high painkillers mm-hmm. or um, taking all these shots for painkillers. Um, there needs to be a better way to get it. The, the, the only reason they don't have marijuana legal in the NFL, in my opinion, is because it's not federally legal. So it has to be state by state. It has right? to be state by state, and then that'd make it very or prescription wise for every player. Yeah, but say again. Most, most I mean, you can get a prescription for marijuana not in every state yet. Uh, pretty sure a prescription. Not 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 in every state yet. So it would make it this this unfair advantage to some teams. Can you really not get a prescription? Yeah, anywhere? I think like in Texas you can't still. Well, there's 29 illegal medical marijuana. That was in 2017. Yeah. 
So 31 states are illegal still. So it just wouldn't be fair. Like a lot of teams would go play for the Seahawks. If it was legal for the NFL, I think legal in every state or every state had an ability to prescribe it. I believe the NFL would just take it off its banned substance list. Yeah. uh, There needs to be something. I agree. That's all I got to say. All right. Um, do you want to go through our NFL top ten, Sam? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want to? Um, how do you want to do it this time? Just each go from ten up. All right. Do you want me to start or you? Yeah, start? go for it. All right. So at number ten, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. At number nine, the Falcons. Eight, the Seahawks. Seven, the Panthers. Six, the Saints. Five, the Steelers. Four, the Rams. Three, the Eagles. Uh, three, the Vikings. Two, the Eagles, and one, the Patriots. That's not what I meant by going 10 up. I meant like, I'll do 10, you do 10, but you started going, so okay, I'm going to stop you. But, <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I have, for the first time, the Chargers at 10, and I think you said this earlier, but this is not based off record. This is not based off what their playoff position is right now. I simply have three teams from the AFC that I think are in the top 10 playing-wise right now. And I have seven teams yes, from the NFC. Same. And that's, and it's pretty simple. Um, and remember, there's only six spots in the playoffs in the AFC, NFC, or either conference. And you have seven yes. in the top ten. So it doesn't. So all seven teams in the NFC are not going to make the playoffs. But that's not what the rankings are based off. Yes. So Chargers are tenth. Uh, first time we're back in. Falcons at nine. Okay. Um, they were unranked for me last week. I have the Seahawks moving down three spots to eight. And I know they won, but I just feel like losing Cam Chancellor, they're a little behind some of these other teams right Same. now. And I have to see them. But I still have them over the Falcons even though we beat, the Falcons beat us. Yes. Because um, they're a better football team. Yeah. I think it was just, I think they're a better football team. But I have to now also see what the Seahawks play like without Cam Chancellor. Same. Um, at seven, I have the Vikings oh, moving up two okay. spots. At six, I have the Panthers moving up two spots. At five, I have the Rams moving up two spots. I have the Saints moving down two spots to four. I still think they're better than the, the Rams. It okay. was in it was in L.A. Good point. And then three, moving up one, I got the Steelers. Two, moving up one, I have the Patriots. And staying staying at one, I have the Eagles. They're just playing better than anyone right now. And they haven't showed the flaws as much as the Patriots have shown some flaws in their defense that, here and That's there. a good point. Um, but if they played tomorrow on a neutral field, who would you bet on? Depends what the spread is. I, I just say a, the spread is zero. Today, I would bet on the Eagles. Today? Yeah. Okay, I'd bet on the Patriots. So that's the difference between our— Their defense isn't good enough right now. But it, I, it's gotten better every single week, so I know by week 16 or by round two of the playoffs because they're going to have a bye, they'll be ready. And when I say today, I mean they have a week to prepare. Like I think Belichick and company would come up with a good enough game plan to beat the Eagles with a week to prepare. I don't know about that. I just sometimes as good as they are. I mean, the Patriots have lost in playoff games too. Oh, to absolutely, teams. absolutely. Um, I just think the Eagles are hot right now. They are hot. Do you think they? I think the Seahawks actually beat the Eagles this week. I do too, because it's in Seattle Sunday Night Football. Yep. Otherwise, I'd pick the Eagles. And I don't think the Eagles are going fifteen and one. So this is kind of the game I find. They got to lose at some point, yeah. And then they play in LA next week. I actually think they're going to lose two in a row. Wow. And then it'll be a bunch of like, oh, what's wrong with the Eagles talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, Patriots and Eagles, literally, I think they're my clear favorite on both sides of the spectrum. Spectrum. I mean, 
Eagles are definitely the best team right on the FC. Patriots the best team in the AFC. Um, yeah. I think, mean, if think, it was in Philly a game, I'd pick Philly. Me too. If it was in New England, I'd pick New England. And as of today, I pick Philly on a neutral field. Literally just because I want the pay. I if this was in five weeks, that sounds ridiculous. If this was in five weeks mm-hmm. on neutral field, but I know the Patriots defense will continue to Get better, get better and better and better and better. I'll pick the Patriots. So if you're going to ask me who's more likely to be a Super Bowl contender, I have the Patriots. All right. But who's the best team today playing-wise? It's the Eagles. Fair enough. Um, I guess quickly here, Sammy. What do you, so you think you're the Super Bowl matchup. If you were to make a prediction today, is Patriots-Eagles? Patriots-Saints. Okay, mine's Patriots-Panthers. Okay. Yeah, I think the Saints – Unless there's one thing with the Saints, we might slowly start to see a collapse of their defense. They've been playing hot, and that's they, not. They've been overachieving. Like yes, that. so we might see a collapse of that. Um, I do like the Panthers. Also, I'm just I worry about Cam Newton sometimes. Me too. If Cam Newton has one bad game, like you've been saying, he's a front runner. He can get his emotions up and down a little bit and hurt the team. Think about it. the year the Panthers made the Super Bowl. Would they go 15 and one that year? I think mm-hmm. right. He's doing well because. When they're hot, they're hot. Yeah. But this is where if Cam loses a game next week or the week after, there's going to be a dip a little bit in their his attitude, and I just don't see the pant. I don't see Cam Newton ever making a Super Bowl again. Really? So. Okay. Now, I, I, I feel like this is the year they make this Super Bowl, and I feel like with them, it's like, all right, so they're, if they beat the Saints, here, they have a chance to get a first-round bye. First-round bye, I think they'll win the game in the first round at home. And then you just have to play one game to go to the Super Bowl, and that'll probably be in Philadelphia, most likely. Or in Atlanta, or or sorry, no, it'd be or in Philadelphia, or in Minnesota. No, or no, it'd be Minnesota. Okay, if Minnesota gets that first round by. Or once again, I had a question on my show today. That's a good point. I had a question on my show today. Can any wild card teams make the Super Bowl? I said every single wild card team, every team that's not a division winner. Every team in the NFC can make the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. The Seahawks, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, the Vikings, the Eagles, any of these teams can make the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. So that's why when there's that situation and there's as much as Cam Newton's a great football player and athlete, Mm -hmm. I don't see him, whatever mix of it, get past the Russell Wilson, the Drew Breeses, even the Carson Wentz's, the uh, Matt Ryans of the world. I don't think they're going to be able to get through these teams. Like, there's so many options. I just don't think Cam Newton handled it well emotionally. Um, what I do wish, though, I was just thinking about this for some reason. I wish Deshaun Watson was still healthy, and we saw what the Texans could have been in the AFC. Because for a rookie quarterback, out of all years to have, like, a hot rookie quarterback in the AFC, this would have been a great one because they could have really competed. They could have made a conference. They could have made a – the AFC, the, the AFC championship maybe with one good win in the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah. I completely agree there. But, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season winds down. Huh? It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season winds down. Yeah, I agree. Um, Devin said, you all know what's crazy? LeBron is in year 15. This shit is hilarious. LeBron James is playing some fantastic basketball, maybe the best basketball of his career. Let's get to that next in a minute. All and right. William said, Cavs are back-to-back, so I say they lose tonight. Disagree. He said, who's your top 10 NBA teams? Oh, well, I only have five teams that matter in the NBA. I think I've, I've, this is why I don't do a top 10 for the NBA. There are five teams in the NBA that matter this year. 
And okay. matter is a is a stretch of the is word. The fifth one, the Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so the it's the Celtics, the Cavs. Yeah. The Rockets, Warriors, and Spurs. Yeah. Only five teams to me in the NBA that even have a glimpse of a. Ch- There's nobody else in the East that's going to compete with. I don't think Toronto. I don't think Detroit. The only team I could really see Washington. Come on. They couldn't even get past Boston last year in I seven know, games. But I, I kind of like their 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 backcourt's good enough to compete. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Celtics in the second round and went to the. I'm saying compete with the Cel- the Cavs. Oh, okay. The only team that can compete with the Cavs is Boston, I think, because of Kyrie Irving and because of the coaching staff. So I that's why they're the only two that matter. And the only team that could maybe outcoach the Warriors somehow. I'm not saying this is gonna happen. Only team that could kind of outcoach the Warriors and make it somewhat work is Greg Popovich. And the only team that can run and shoot with the Warriors if they got really hot and the Warriors got really cold is the Rockets. And nobody else in the West could do the outcoaching or the stay at the same pace with them. So yeah. that's Can't why it's the five both. teams yeah. that matter to me in the NBA. And by the five, th- and then if I want to go even deeper, it's the Warriors and the Cavs right now are the two teams that matter. That's what the championship is going to be. I, I agree, the but I'm just saying that's, and Cavaliers that's and the teams that's that matter. What I feel like, and I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get. Most likely. Yeah. Um, Pete said, I agree. The Patriots, he said, number 12. Uh, you can't, can't count against number 12, right? God, uh, Brady, another guy. Shit's ridiculous. Yeah, he's 40. I know. LOL. Devin said, Panthers, haha, George, bro. I'd say Patriots, Eagles, or Pats, Saints. Don't forget the Seahawks, though. If Seahawks were healthy, man, this is be this is a perfect opportunity. This is a good opportunity for Russell Wilson to show though, like I haven't relied on my defense. I'm I can be the guy. Yeah, but have you seen his offensive line? Yeah, it's kind of like I don't even actually, know how they how they still contend. No, I haven't seen them. Yeah, they're, they're non-existent. They don't exist. Um, Pete said, "I feel like Cam and the Panthers would be in the Super Bowl because of the NFL's beyond volatile or parity. I, I mean, or they'll appear in the Super Bowl in the future." Yeah, I mean, that defense just, is so good. That's why. Okay, I, it's that's not true. Him. But think it, it's not that easy to get back to Super Bowl. No, I know. If you look at our like, we can say that about a lot of guys. Like, if we think uh, Cam Newton's going to get back to Super Bowl, you got to think, okay, Matt Ryan can get back to Super he Bowl could. also, and you still have Russell Wilson to go back to Super Bowl. Good. It was Drew Brees is ready to go back to a Super Bowl. Um, the Vikings. Are ready to? They're a good enough all-around team. Minus the quarterback, right now looks like. Well, even with Case Keenum, it looks like they're good enough. The Eagles have the future. The Cowboys, they're going to be back next year, right? Don't doubt. I just, I mean, I think you and Pete are right on the sense that they really do have a chance. I just don't think they're going to because I think there's a couple more teams that have maybe a better quarterback situation, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way again. I don't think Cam Newton's a great quarterback in the sense of throwing. He's an all-around amazing athlete, and he's only going to last, I think, for about four or five more years. Yeah, I just think this is the – I don't know why. The, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Panthers kind of like they were sleeping on the Falcons the last year going into the playoffs. It could be. Their yeah. defense – and don't doubt the fact that Luke Keekley could get hurt again. Oh, if he gets hurt, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, Devin said Cavs, Warriors, Houston, Spurs, Celtics, and Thunder, not in order. I did leave out the Thunder until they – Mesh. Mesh. Because I'll tell you this, though. They will be in that matters conversation. Mm-hmm. If they start winning games and they get hot at the end of the year, they're not an easy team to get by in the playoffs. No, absolutely not an easy team. I just don't think they're by. there yet in my matter conversation. Fair enough. So to say. Um, 
Pete said, buying or selling Stevens is a better coach than T. Lou. Buying, buying. Yeah, I'd buy every stock in the book. If you give me that, I'll buy all the stock in that. And I want to thank Black Death for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Hmm? Black Death. Oh, thank you, Black thank Death. Thank you, Black Death. That's a very interesting name. Um, if you guys do want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, go to youtube.com slash sports. Um, like, please, go subscribe right now. And yes, Pete, uh, buy, 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 buy on Brad Stevens being a better coach than Tyler. Um, William said, Devin, you have the Cavs at number one, really? He said, oh, my bad. He said, nope. Only number one is LeBron, winky face. He, he has them in no particular order. Yeah, no particular order. And um, Pete said, I'll take Cam's MVP season over Matt Ryan's MVP season. Actually, close. I'm close to, but Cam is more dynamic. I don't think Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I'd rather have Cam Newton yeah, overall because Newton. I think they're both not the like top-skilled passing quarterback. I'm so picky. Well, that's not that picky. I'm saying the but they're both MV- one MVPs. Well, that's not picky. He's just picking between two. That's not being picky. No, I said both don't. I don't think either one of them is a great quarterback. Well, they're they're both not. Well, Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. You're you're wrong about that. Matt Ryan, his only skill is being a quarterback. Cam Newton's not a great passing quarterback because he doesn't just rely. He's leading. He has 400, almost 500 rushing yards. I mean, he's not a typical quarterback. Um, Pete said they're both second tier quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that that's not being not picky. Great. I mean, like that's why I mean you're not great. No, they're 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 good. I don't know. I'd still say you're great if you're second tier. I think I have like an excellent, great, good. Average I just have average. great, good, bad. F three tiers. So they're good. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. Second tier quarterbacks. I mean, my my thing with Cam is just if his arm is a little more consistent, he'd easily easily be a number a top tier quarterback. Right now, this year, there's three great quarterbacks in the league. Who? And one of them's hurt. Rogers, Brady, and Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah. I agree with that. And so right now there's two great But I also think and there's Wentz. like... Wentz has been yeah. great this year. I also think there's like... There's three or four elite quarterbacks. And I think there's like, there could be a solid eight or nine second tier. Absolutely. Right? Like the Kirk Cousins can fit in the second tier. Mm-hmm. Wentz, okay, he's fitting elite right now, but he's a second tier quarterback probably until... Unless he does this two, three years in a row. Right. Um, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton... He's a first-tier like, quarterback this year. But yeah. He's, I'm t- like, but he's not elite yet. Yet. Of, of Absolutely. All. Yeah. All right. That's all I got on that. All right. Um, it's up to you. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit Gundy to Tennessee, or do you want to just – should we sign off early today? Well, let's finish our topic on LeBron from last night. Okay. LeBron went hard last night um, and decided once again against a team that matters in the East. Right. I'm going to play well. Right. So LeBron James last night, um, I'll get you the exact stats, but I had some interesting stats I wanted to, um, uh, you know, go go ahead and tell you. <laughs> and I'm going to the college football rankings are about to start right now, though. Also, oh, really? but um, you know, I, I kind of want to see what the what the rankings come out of. Um, but LeBron last night again decided against a good team in the East. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to put the gauntlet down. Yep, and I'm going to go 30 points, and I'm going to go 13 rebounds, and I'm going to go six assists and beat the 76er. Everyone was wanting to talk about. that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about his first quarter. Just right away, he went in there and was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like 
Oh, you guys. Oh, this is Ben Simmons, right? The guy you guys say is the next LeBron James. Let me show you what LeBron James really is. I'm gonna put up 15 points and seven rebounds in the first quarter, and then uh, he played well the rest of the game. But he just kind of just like came in and is like, you know, I'm gonna show you real quick. Okay, see, that's what LeBron James is now. Yeah. And he just wants people to stop talking. And all of a sudden, they've won eight straight. They're only three games in the loss column behind Boston. One game behind Detroit. Uh, is Cleveland gonna make the playoffs? Yeah, and like I don't know how many times I tell people he's okay. I mean, don't worry about it. He's just playing around. And on top of this, he's averaging twenty eight point six points per game. That's good. Eight point five assists. That's good. Eight point one rebounds. That's pretty good. A steal, a block, and they haven't had Isaiah Thomas show up yet this year. Uh, one of the like top five leading scorer in the NBA last year. Cleveland and Warriors. That's I mean that's Sammy. That's what it's going to be. Cleveland will make the playoffs this year. I sure do. Yeah, me too. Weird. They're yeah. only two games back in the lost column of uh, Boston. Now, Three. Right? Three? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know. And Boston lost last night to Detroit. Yeah. So Cleveland alli- annihilated the other yeah, this night. freak out. Yeah. So don't sleep on this. It's obviously going to be Cleveland and Golden State again. Um, let's see if the rankings are completely out yet. But go ahead and talk Gundy. Um, so Mike Gundy might be the next head coach at Tennessee, and I'm just going to make it really quick. I don't have too much to say about it, but I think it would be an excellent hire at Tennessee. Here's the thing with me, Sammy. Do you think you're going to beat Alabama in the SEC by uh, doing smash-mouth football and trying to out-muscle them? Probably not. No. The only way you're going to beat Alabama is do what Texas A&M did when they beat Alabama. What was that? Spread the ball around. What does Auburn do? Spread the ball around. You need to find... The way to beat a Auburn, a Alabama team with Nick Saban is not to beat him in the trenches. It's to find a guy with a gimmicky offense, a guy who will spread the ball around, and try to put up as many points as possible. Because as good as Alabama's been, the only thing that gives them trouble is keeping up with points. So, for example, mm-hmm. bringing in Mike Gundy to Tennessee would be like bringing in Chip Kelly to Oregon. And instead of trying to outmuscle USC and Stanford. Right. Try to put up 65 points on them and see if they can match us. Exactly. Because we can't guard you, but we'll score on you. Exactly. I, I think it would be an excellent hire. I don't know if he wants the job or is he just trying to get a raise at Oklahoma State? Because apparently Tennessee's ready to offer him $8 million a year while he gets paid $4 million a year at Oklahoma State. He hasn't accepted the job yet. Maybe this is just his tactic to get a raise. Or maybe he wants the job. We'll find out probably within the next few days. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to take it yet. He had to inform part of his contract, inform Morgan State he was doing this interview. Yeah. Kind of awkward. Um, I don't know if he'll do it because, I don't know. I mean, he's still, my only issue is he still hasn't succeeded to what was expected at Oklahoma State. And I don't know if that's me be having putting an indictment on him or on Tennessee for wanting to hire him. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good hire, but at the same time, he still has a lot. I, I mean, he's this was supposed to be the time, the year that Would, they're better than they're supposed to be better than Oklahoma okay. at some point. But here's the question: Still hasn't happened. If he becomes a coach at Tennessee, is he, is he now the second best coach in the SEC? Well, everyone made a big fuss that Dan Mullen's going to. Florida, so he should be the second best. At least he won some game. Won some games, and I feel like Gundy had higher expectations that he still hasn't necessarily neither fulfilled. Reached, and neither has Dan Mullen. 
I mean, what was their expectations? The same as Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State and Mississippi State are about the same program. That's fair. Uh, They're they're about the same program in respective conferences. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think Kevin Sumlin was probably the second best coach. Was, but. Was, but now that he's gone, you might be right if he gets the job. Right. Or if he takes the job. That's how I look at it. But they're also desperate, so I don't know if. If it's about him taking the job or if it's about them giving it to him, it's or probably it, about or him. Or if it's just about them or him trying to get a race. Yeah. Could be possible. Guess we'll find out. We'll find out very, very soon. Uh, I don't know if uh, the college football rankings have come up yet. Sammy's trying to pull them up, see if they've been released. Um, in general, I mean, I don't expect anything different than having – Clemson. I, I, my number one team is Oklahoma, but I think the committee is going to have Clemson one, Oklahoma two, Auburn three, and Wisconsin four. Maybe they'll have Auburn four and Wisconsin three. I could, and I could. You can make an argument for that. What would be your top four, Sam? My top four right now would be four Alabama, three Auburn, two um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and one Clemson. I have Wisconsin at five. But if Wisconsin does beat Ohio State, the first win that I actually see as a wow win on their schedule, it would move them up into the top four. I just still think, if you looked at it today, realistically, Alabama's a better football team than Wisconsin. I agree with that. Here's another weird thing. How is this going to work? Do you think the committee, let's say Ohio State wins the conference championship, do they get in or does Alabama get in? Because you have to remember, do you want to know who one, one of the committee members is? Who? The Ohio State Athletic Director. How is that fair? They don't vote when your team's involved. Yes, you do. No, you don't. I was reading today. They do I vote. literally would say it would be down to 10 right now, 10 voters, because you have the Ohio State AD. There's a person that's a, son. The Clemson AD. Clemson AD, and somebody's son works for one of the schools. So they Georgia don't get a vote. is assistant coach at Yeah, Georgia. they don't get a vote. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so it was down to 10 voters today. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's fair. That you think they let them vote? I thought they'd let him vote, and I was like, that is the biggest sham of all time. If they yeah, let him vote. Uh, they don't let him vote, don't worry. Okay. At, at least that's what all the Twitter things I've been reading. Like, okay, yeah. there's, it's going to be down to 10 voters. On Clay Travis's show today, they said that he, they do vote. But no, no, they don't vote. But I'm not quite sure. All right, Sam. Um, have you, are you having trouble not coming up? What's well, not coming up? The, They're not. They haven't done the rankings yet. Oh, they haven't done I, the I told rankings you, I'm yet. just gonna tell you if they do it. Okay. Yeah, they haven't done it yet. Not a but problem. But let me tell you something fun. Cool. Starting quarterbacks in week 13 in the NFL. Oh God. Um. It is. If you want to wonder why ratings are down, Geno Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brett Hundley, Jacoby Brissett, Trevor Simeon, Matt Moore, Josh McCown, Tom Savage, Blaine Gabbert, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser. That's Shocking ratings are down. Those, those are some poop vectors. Yes, they are just just killing. They are just doing a great job. God, it, it's it's so awful. It is. That's all I got for today, though. All right, man. Well, um, we'll discuss college football rankings tomorrow, and um, I think that's pretty good. Uh, we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sun Live Studios in sunny. Everett, Washington, thank you for tuning in today, whether that be on Facebook.com slash Live, our personal periscopes. I'm Jijarjur. He's Jarjur Sammy. You'll see that on the bottom of the screen. 
or on youtube.com slash live sports go subscribe there as well it helped us out a lot straight up um you can also find us on soundcloud and on itunes just type in sound live that's where you'll find our podcast so go check that out um do not forget to go check out freshly fresh food never frozen use promo code sant today to get 39 or 40 dollars off your first to orders free shipping always eat healthy and stay fit go check out freshly.com promo code sant this was episode 292 i believe 293 so we're almost at 300 so can't wait to see you guys for 300 and can't wait for you guys to be on tomorrow at 11 a.m for george jungle sports we'll see you guys tomorrow stay cool Individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they treated are completely gone and the procedure happened so fast. For over 35 years, women and men have been enjoying healthy, strong, and youthful looking legs thanks to Vein Clinics of America, like gold medalist Misty May Trainer. Vein Clinics of America work for me and they can work for you too. Call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Most treatments are covered by insurance. 800-307-4200. That's 800-307-4200. 800-307-4200.